Hello, guys. Thank you for listening to the Messy Doctor Sue. I grew up with conservative parents, bless them, who are quite traditional in their parenting style. Now let's recall that I bear no resentment now, as I understood this was the traditional Asian styles, as we lack child psychological knowledge back in the 1980s to the late 1990s. I have been hit by a leather belt, clothes hangers, and as far as I remember, water scoop from the toilet. I had been slapped on the cheek, the mouth, and my hair had been pulled, and my body had been dragged from one room to another. Ninety-five percent of the reasons was, of course, my misbehavior. The other five percent was misunderstanding. However, seventy percent of that misbehavior at that time was I didn't know what I did wrong. Because in my logical mind, I was doing or saying the right things for me. Imagine when my parents were having an adult conversation with my uncles and aunties regarding my behavior in school. Well, I wasn't proud that I had bitten a classmate's hand for trying to steal my eraser, but that did not give my parents the rights to tell the whole world about it. So I answered back in front of everyone. I told them how I felt about it. I said I bit his hand because I cannot push his body. Looking at how his size was almost double mine, but he was trying to take my eraser without my consent, and that is stealing. And I told my mom off by asking, "Why do you tell people what I did without telling them why I did that?" How am I going to show my face in family gatherings anymore now that you have embarrassed me? I got two slaps from my late dad. One for not having proper manners as I intervene in an adult's conversation. Another one for saying nasty things to my mom. Both offenses were not wrong in my opinion as a seven-year-old, as I was thinking that I was protecting myself. I was shocked to receive those slaps for doing something I feel right at that time, only to know it was wrong after those slaps and extra embarrassment as it happened in front of my uncles and aunties. In today's episode, I will continue to talk about carrots and sticks. Why not just carrots, and you can burn the sticks? Now I'm going to go deeper into the consequences of incorrect discipline and childhood mental state. One firm warning is enough. Sometimes there is a need to simply step back from the actual need to give out any sort of punishment or disciplinary action, and just give the child a firm warning. However, parents who choose to use this method should learn that there should also be consequences to be accepted and expected. Should the initial firm warning not be adhered to or taken seriously, there are several ways the firm warning technique can play out, and this may include some of the following thought processes: natural consequences. 
In this particular scenario, the parent's job is to firm warn the child of certain measures that should be taken for the convenience of the child. And if these measures are not taken, the parent will not step in and compensate for any loss or negative occurrences. The child will be taught that the firm warning is all the help he or she is going to get and will have to work with the results of their actions. Logical consequences. This is another way the parent can tackle a situation with just a firm warning. Taking the time to explain to the child the consequences of different actions before the child is put in a position where he or she will have to react is one way of being firm, as the parent's explanation should ideally also include the extent of help to be expected from the parent and nothing more. This will help the child make decisions on just how much they are prepared to handle and if such actions are worth the possible negative consequences, which they will have to deal with themselves and accept. Positive discipline. Here, the parent will not only explain the consequences, but will assure the child that the consequences will be worked out without any hope of compromise without any hope of compromise. Now the idea is don't give in and be consistent. Discipline is rather hard for a parent to consistently participate in, especially when the parent is either usually never around or when the child is clever enough to seem innocent when the time for disciplining comes around. Keep going. However, parents should understand that all discipline should have some form of consistency in order to be effective on any level. There is also the importance of making the child understand this attitude of consistency so that he or she will understand that every action has a consequent reaction, be it positive or negative. If the parents are able to be consistent and stand their ground no matter what, the children will soon learn the importance of weighing their actions before actually acting upon them. This will eventually make things easier for both parent and child. Being consistent and steadfast in the discipline area will also help the younger child understand the particular behaviour or action is not going to be tolerated and thus will slowly wean themselves off. However, if the discipline is not consistent, the child will learn to manoeuvre the situation according to the parents' mood swings, thus teaching them how to cunningly get their way. <laughs> Besides this, the child will also be very confused when the disciplinary action is not consistent and the child will not really be able to understand the enormity of the negative act if the punishment workout differs considerably each time. Trying different types of punishment in order to make the child understand the negative act is unacceptable, it is alright, but the disciplinary action workout should be along similar lines of severity so that consistency can be effectively maintained at all times. For the parent,
keeping to this consistency will also make their job much easier and predictable. And this is an important feature to incorporate in the child's mind. Now let's talk about the consequences of incorrect discipline. There are several dangers connected to the incorrect discipline methods a parent may decide to use. And in this episode further, I will share with you some of the possible repercussions of such erroneous decisions. If the child is too young to understand the mode of discipline being given out, the confusion will not allow the child to actually focus on the negative act that caused the need for discipline, but will cause the child to focus on the fact that maybe the parent does not really love or care for them after all. Let me share with you what I discovered when my son was three. At that time, I was emotionally unstable after his father walked out on us, so my three-year-old tried to comfort me by bringing me a glass of water. He didn't know how to pour water correctly into the glass at that age. He didn't know when to stop when the water reached the brim, causing water to spill all over. I wasn't proud of myself, but I yelled at him. I yelled loudly something along the line about how he must stop pouring when the water is half the glass and now mummy is going to be tired cleaning up this mess. My three-year-old angel looked at me and said, Mom, use your words, not your volume. I can hear just fine. Use your words, Mom. My three-year-old was wiser than myself. Incorrect discipline may also cause the child to feel inferior and therefore eventually become very withdrawn. This may also erode their self-esteem. A child with low self-esteem, as mentioned in previous episodes, will also end up having problems in other parts of their life, thus creating even more problems in the long run. If the discipline usually takes on a physical mode, then the child will eventually learn or perceive the only way to get what they want is to be physical about it. Therefore, they will constantly resort to physical displays of violence as they perceive this to be the accepted way to get things done their way. All this is due to the example first set by the parent in the style of discipline used. Incorrect form of discipline can also make a child feel resentful towards the parent, thus causing friction within the family unit. Sometimes, this can result in relationships going bad. Nope. The time should fit the crime. It's a popular quote saying that most people will understand. So when it comes to disciplining children, apply the same concept. Now, as parents, we try our very best to give up everything we have in order for our children to experience more in life. But sometimes we do go wrong somewhere and we do not know how it impacts our children's mental state. So let's continue in this episode talking about recognizing change behavior in your child. (laughs) 
Every parent should be concerned with any changes in the behaviour patterns of their children as that could provide significant information to the parent on what is actually going on in the child's mind. There are several benefits in being able to identify these changes and this ability to read into the changes can sometimes be the only means a parent has available to assist in how to tackle a particular situation. Most medical experts will attest to the fact that a child's main display of a particular behaviour is usually formed by linking many smaller behaviours together. Helping the child cope with or enjoy a particular situation would help very much if the parent was able to correctly identify the behavioural pattern, thus enabling the parent to give the correct corresponding assistance to the child. In trying to understand the child, the parent will have to keenly observe the reactions and displays of emotions of the child and contributing to eventually more uniform set of behavioural habit that can be more easily read. The child will also learn to use the parent as their main example by observing the parent's different reactions and the parent's behavioural pattern and in some cases, choosing to imitate this with as much similarities as possible. Remember our previous episode called Monkey See, Monkeys Do. Therefore, children will have to be very careful in how they display their own behavioural patterns as they should be consistently aware of the children's capabilities and understanding levels of copying such displays. Through such observations, the parent will be able to better cope with the different variants such as a strong-willed child, a child that needs to be competitive always, a child that needs a lot of encouragement, and provide the corresponding lessons as needed. Now this is the end of this episode and thank you for listening to The Messy Dr. Sue.